0: And a big warm welcome to Daniel Carrington and Dr. Robert Stabler. We're talking pet chat today. How are you both?
1: Fantastic, thank you. We're good, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you Can you hear me? You're both looking at me yeah. like, okay, you got the I headphones I can now.
1: <laughs> I That's can. right.
0: Now, Denny, what are we chatting about today? We haven't had you on the show for ages, so nice to I have know. you.
1: thank you very much. Look, I thought instead of talking about doggies like we normally do.
0: Yes, we like to change it up.
1: We're going to talk about hand-raised birds. And we're going to look at five types of species of birds and why you should consider hand ra- well, not hand raising them, but keeping them as pets. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not chooks, <laughs> but you can <laughs> keep them as pets. But these ones you can keep indoors. So yeah, five species of birds to talk about why they make such great pets
0: looking forward to it and then dr bob we're going to look at christmas behavior very timely obviously all the
2: things my wife tells me i shouldn't shouldn't do no i mean (laughs) that we should help our animals to have a nice christmas
0: all that and more coming up on pet chat it's 13 past 12 hello it's the four seasons we're talking Pet Chat on 2 RFM, and lovely to have your company. Now, Denny, we've got a special guest on today. Please do the introductions. We
1: do. It's the first time we've had Chris on board. This is Chris Murphy. Our, he's going to be our resident pet, well, our bird expert, resident bird expert on the show. When we want to talk about birds, we'll get Chris on board and chat to him. He's from the Pet Shop Boys. Welcome to the show. Hi, mate, how are you? Hi. Okay, look, I just thought let's talk about birds, in particular yeah. hand-raised birds and which ones make great pets. So the first one I think about, I'm going to go from like the smallest to the largest. First one I think about, most, most people have had this, uh, this bird as, as a pet growing up. It's a budgie. And, you know, budgies, they're everywhere. When I was in Europe many years ago and I'm in Macedonia, a little country in Macedonia, I go to a pet shop, They've got budgies, believe it or not. They've made the, They've got passports now. These budgies. They're going all the way from Australia to Macedonia, believe it or not. So, so, Chris, why why do they make such great pets? And who would who would we look at maybe buying a budgie for, or who would look at keeping a budgie?
3: Yeah, mate. Well, um, they're, they're they're good for the, the young and old. Um, so basically, for everyone, um, they are really good first time pets, uh, being that they're nice and small. Uh, They're a good size, nice colour, um, and you can still get these little guys to talk. So really anyone from uh, your three-, four-year-old mark sort of working up can sort of start getting introduced to budgies and things like that. Um, They're they're nice and light for them as well, but like I said, they they can sort of communicate with them, teach them a few sounds and things like that. So
1: a really good sort of start out bird. What about feeding? Are they hard to look after with food?
3: No, so quite easy. Um, basically, you give them, uh, you can just get a nice little budgie mix, which is a mix of about three or four different types of seeds, uh, and you just give that to them as their base diet, nice fresh water every day, and then you can introduce fruit and veg throughout the week with them as well.
1: Next bird that I'm thinking of, which is slightly larger, again an Australian native, are cockatiels. Why would they <laughs> make a good pet?
3: So so they're they're good as well for being nice and light, nice and friendly, Um, they're, they're quite out there as well. They're quite popular, if not the, the most popular one that's out there. Mm. Um, and it's, it's basically just because they're, they're, um, a good size to handle. They, they will talk as well. They're great mimickers. Um, they, they used to mimic the phone a lot when we used to always have landlines. They used to always mimic those. Um, so, yeah, so they're, they're nice, quiet, gentle, intelligent, but still in a nice size package.
1: So it was like, yeah. oh, the phone's going off all yes. day. You've
0: just reminded yeah, yeah. me, they don't do it anymore. My <laughs> Nen's one used to do it all the time, and Nen would yeah. be like, oh, that's just Rocky calling up.
3: And yeah, um, yeah, it was a common thing 10 years ago. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yes. People run to the phones and have about
0: that? That's mm. right.
1: Now we've got all sorts of different ringtones. They so. can't
0: do the mobile phone ringtones too hard. <laughs> too much. Which, yes. <laughs> um,
1: another one that's popular, and this one's uh, one of my favourites because they're so active, so alive, uh, are lorikeets. Mm-hmm, yeah.
3: So there, there's many different types of lorikeets. Uh, the one that, that, that I sort of deal with on a regular basis are your rainbow lorikeets, mm. uh, being that they're, they're so colourful. Um, and that's what generally first attracts someone to a, a rainbow is they're nice and colourful yeah. and they've got that colourful personality to match the colourful yes. feathers. So they're, they're very busy birds. They do need to um, have a have good amount of one-on-one attention or within the family. So uh, if it's going to be a family bird, everyone sort of gets him out or her and plays with the bird. Um, if it's going to be just a single person, they're, they're fantastic bird to bond with, mm. being that they're, they're, they're social like most birds and they, they love that buddy. Um, but if, if you're sort of a, a nine-to-five worker with lots of hobbies and busy on the weekends, they're probably not the best for that situation because they really love that attention.
1: And they require a special diet too.
3: Correct. So, so they're not a seed eater. Um, they're, they're a nectar eater, uh, which comes commercially in forms of powders, liquids, pellets, uh, and, and things like that. Um, you can supplement by getting flowers, like Australian native sort of bottle brush flowers and things like that, as long as you know they haven't been sprayed. And um, yeah, so in the wild they eat their nectar, so that's what we replace with the powders and pellets, and again fruit veg and all that sort of stuff. And you can give them if you finish your jam jar, you can chuck that in there. That's a nice little sweet. Fruit <laughs> for them. They, they, they really like sweet things, so. Can we add yeah, a scone in
0: there as well <laughs> whipped cream or
3: not? Um, probably not that. No, it wouldn't wouldn't go too crazy it's sweet. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, jam and things like that, and they'll get in there and they'll sort of eat their way through the jar. You're not wasting it, and, and they right like jam for them.
1: or yeah. even even honey, I guess.
3: Honey's is great, yeah. Any, yeah. Anything sweet, they love sweet stuff. So, mm. yeah, definitely with those, these birds, enrich their cage. And they're
1: like, lucky they don't put on weight when they have sweet, is it? Or... Oh, <laughs> no, they, they <laughs> don't.
3: They actually, yeah, they keep a good
0: weight, yeah. Well, <laughs> I well, in doubt, I'm not a lorikeet. We
1: need that gene, don't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one bird that used to be popular many years ago, a few decades ago, uh, but still can be, and they come in all sorts of different colours, is ringnecks.
3: Yeah, what correct, kind of yeah, pets so... do they make? So, yeah, Indian ringnecks are, are a great bird for someone that's possibly gone through the budgie cockatiel stage. Um They want something a bit more sizable. They're, they're confident with with their budgie or cockatiel. And, um yeah, the, the ringnecks come in, in a lot of different colours. They've got about four or five sort of base colours, um, but then now as we sort of breed them, they're, they're coming out with more and more. So that attracts people as well as, um again, the size, but they're also a quiet bird for that size. They're not a loud bird. Um, they're, they're, yeah, just that good size to, um, I suppose, noise ratio. So you can have that nice big bird without having that ear-piercing scream that they do.
1: And they're not as active and lively as a lorikeet, so a bit more No, no they
3: are. They're, yeah, they're very yeah. much a reserved bird. Yeah. So they're, they're definitely, they suit some personalities. Um, people that sort of don't want that busy lorikeet running through the house, destroying everything, Um, they can sort of get this bird that sort of would just hang with them and stick with them and things like that. So if you're more active and you want a bird to run around and and things like that, you'd go to the lorikeet, where if you're more of a person that just wants to have a bird sitting with them while they're doing their paperwork or reading a book. The ringnecks more of your style.
1: Well, I've also heard like with Lorikeet, you know, uh, keeping it in in your family routine and and bonding with it because there's such such um, family orientated type of birds that like you, for example, with yours, you even shower with it on a
3: daily basis. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they like water and we've got to keep our animals happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's close and personal. Clean, and clean, Coffee obviously. Cocky wants a
0: cracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. The last one I'm thinking of, which are, are very pretty birds, and we've gone to the largest that's in my list today, and yep. the last one is Eclectus. So yeah. um, tell us a bit about uh, them as a pet.
3: Okay, so again, they're kind of, um, after you've, you've sort of mastered your small birds and you're confident with birds, this is sort of uh, one of the birds to step up to. Um, they're a bit larger, sort of almost twice to three times the size of a, a ring parrot and obviously a lot bigger than a budgie. So usually people, after they've, they've dealt with the small stuff, they move up, they want something a bit bigger, a bit more colourful uh, and a bit more exotic, even though these guys come from Australia... Um, predominantly, there's other subspecies. There's about eight or ten of them, so yeah. there are some that are New Guinea. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they have that exotic feel. And being that they're fruitivores, again, um, they, they eat more fruit instead of the seed diet, which most of the other birds sort of will eat.
1: And they're relatively smart, too, so it's another one of those birds you need to spend time with, don't you?
3: Correct, yeah. So with with all birds, it's best to sort of spend those first few months that you bring them home, you spend a lot of time with them and bonding with them and... and um, Training and teaching and things like that. But um, definitely your bigger birds, you want to do that early. Obviously, bigger the bird, bigger the brain. They're a lot smarter. Um, um, yeah, so you want to get that bonding happening um, relatively quickly, yeah. so oh. But very, very smart birds, the Yakis, and they have known to sing full songs. So,
1: All right, Chris. Well, look, um, we've run out of time. Thank you very much for that uh, really good wrap-up with those hand-raised right. birds, and we'll ch- talk to you again in the new year. That'd be fantastic. Yeah,
0: thank you, Chris. Very interesting stuff. Mm. So many options that we may not have known about birds. That's right.
1: Yes, and they are smart pets. They really are.
0: And we're taking your calls next. 49216216. Dr. Robert Stabler here to answer any of your questions. And then coming up, we're looking at Christmas behaviour in our pets. It's Barry Blue now on 2NURFM 103.7. It's Barry Blue on 2NURFM Dents and on a Saturday night, it is Pet Chat. Hello, welcome. 49216216 is our number. Now, Dr. Bob, with Christmas fast approaching, are we 19 sleeps now? I think we're 19 sleeps somewhere around that
2: our christmas tree Uh, went up the weekend before last
0: oh oh, you beat us ours only went up this weekend when you
2: get the 10 boxes of christmas decorations (laughs) down out of the roof and you know sort out which is silver and which is which and then you've got to put them all out
0: it takes a while doesn't it oh that's fantastic well look we are talking about christmas because we need to remember our pets during all of this
2: very important especially christmas trees when you think about it if you've got a cat just wonderful enrichment they'd love to climb up the top and and have a good time and throw the tinsel and the baubles all over the place so be very mindful of of when you're putting things up what access your animal has to it Mm -hmm. christmas presents as well if you're going to wrap up a, a nice raw meaty bone and put it under the tree not a great idea Because their sense of smell is mind-boggling, so they'll be able to find it and shred it and then they'll open up all the packages as well just to check (laughs) there weren't any other ones. So it's being very sensible. Again, Christmas, you've got to be careful when you've got visitors over. They might not be used to dogs. They might not be used to the cat coming and sitting in their lap. So it's being aware of when you're having a big party, really all those people are aliens. They're invaders coming into your pet space. So sometimes it's better to actually either fence them off in a separate part of the yard or if they're really good, allow some access for a while, but then give them some time out and rest away from the activities. Once the party gets a bit loud and exciting and alcohol and all that sort of stuff, you've also got to be aware that people's behaviour changes.
0: Yes, and they can be quite receptive to very people aware. that are intoxicated, for They example. Are.
2: They either will take advantage of that <laughs> and steal food out of their hands or their beer out of their glass, <laughs> but it also means they're more unpredictable. And so the animal needs to have some reasonable boundaries and say, okay, no, back over here, just sit next to me for a while. Or if, like Danny was talking about before, you've got birds around, make sure that people don't leave the door open
0: if yeah. they're definitely
2: an inside animal. Yes. So, and the other thing about Christmas is we're outside more. So snakes, ticks, heat, dehydration. So make sure you've got plenty of water, plenty of shade outside, appropriate food. And like us, we don't really like me- eating in the middle of the day. Yeah. So it's making sure there's little snacks morning and Smaller and meals eating.
0: more often in Probably the Probably a bit better okay. just so
2: that it's, you don't feel overwhelmingly so sick. Yeah, it's like us ice blocks and stuff like that yeah. are really good. But then you think, oh, I'm hungry for the chocolate. Chocolate, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Let to leave too much chocolate around because we like to leave the big Christmas table full of all sorts of goodies out there. So. We
0: do and they often come in presents as well you they know, do. the chocolate um, Christmas sacks and all of that sort of thing, the stockings I so. hear oh, yeah,
2: lots of great stories about those being um, well, <laughs> eaten homeless bolus. We're going to have
0: a, a, a more of a chat in just a minute um, about Christmas behaviour. We'll have a quick break but we'll also be back with your calls. 49216216 and Mark from Edgeworth will get to you. He's got a flea control issue we'll talk about that in a minute. We are talking Pet Chat 49216 Six two one six is our number, and I believe we've got Mark from Edgeworth on the line. You've got a question or an issue with fleas that you need to speak to Doctor Bob about.
4: Yes,
5: please.
0: Fire away.
5: Fire away. Um, we want to give our, our dogs some flea control, but we've been reading on the internet. I know you don't believe everything on the internet, but we've been believing reading that um, that tablets can be cause a problem. As in, they uh, can convulsions and, uh, diarrhea and all the rest of it. Now, we want to give him control, we want to give him some, some, um, t- uh, flu control, but we're not quite sure which to go. Are they safe? Would you recommend, wh- which way would you go? They're mini foxes, by the way. They're tiny little fellas.
2: Three that's, yeah, It's very important to have um, management on all of the animals. Whatever you do, do it with all of them. It yeah. is tricky, though. You have to put all of those warnings on the pa- of packets or on the websites to make sure that if something happens that you're aware of what might be a reaction. But those reactions are very rare, less than 1%. Um, different breeds sometimes are more reactive to some things. We can't mention any particular products on air but it's going with something that you um, feel reasonable about. Talk to your regular vet um, to see what they recommend in their area because you will have fleas that are a bit resistant or a little bit more prevalent depending on the w- weather, the water, the the heat. Well, they, were, they were told me that was um, the, the stuff you put on, on yep. their neck.
5: Spot on. Yep. They were... They were saying that they're, they're, they're not as good as what they used to be and they totally recommend the tablets. Yep. So I'm just trying to persuade the wife to say, yes, let's give them the tablets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. It's once a month. It's so much better than the old days, for example, with heartworm we had to do every day to prevent heartworm but now with yep. fleas we, and remember the old washes we had to do the dog or dog yeah. with every week and you know that stink yeah. and they'd have to stay outside these days it's so much better because the the drug is actually that's in the the tablet um or the spot on or the spray or whatever actually is only effective against the flea it doesn't shouldn't cause any ha- harm to the animal because it's a mammal and the flea is an insect so it's very important that you are uh, checking those um safety features but it's being aware of that so always when you give a tablet or put something on watch them for the next few hours to see that there's yep. no reaction usually that will happen within half an hour to an hour so, so don't that sounds of, like that's a go ahead from you yes I, I, they're very safe and they've got lots of um yeah, big company research behind them, so it's certainly much better than having the fleas, especially if they're inside dogs. Yeah, you don't want to get bitten and have all those spots on your legs for Christmas. <laughs> I re- I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Have a good
0: day. And Mark's actually recorded that so he can play that one back to the wife and go, Yeah, I told you, I told you." It is Pet Chat and taking your calls four nine two one six two one six. A bit of a loud line here, Ray M from Abermain. You've got a question for Doctor Bob? Yes, I
5: uh, have. Thanks, Doctor Bob. Um, look, I am driving. If the phone cuts out, my apologies. That's okay. Um, we have two dogs that one of your holistic
3: vet peers prescribed NDEP
6: yep.
5: as
3: a means to um, reduce their hyperactivity and improve training for their timidity. Unfortunately, one of them has sh- showing signs of an allergy to to the
5: actual N-Depth medication. Um, we're still waiting to hear back from one of your peers, but what's the best way to way
2: to wean him off his current dosage what's what's the depends on depends on how long they've been on the drug for the anti-anxiety medication like in people takes four to eight weeks to actually get into their brain and adjust brain chemicals sometimes they can have with anti-anxiety medication a bit of a a bit dull a bit dopey a bit slower in that first week to three weeks then they usually settle in um, and are okay but if you did want to reduce it it's doing it slowly so for example if it's on one tablet each day drop it down to a half a tablet each day uh, for two weeks or three weeks and then a quarter of a tablet each day for another two or three weeks when you've got uh,
5: sorry
2: sorry i
1: was
5: going to say he he's he's been on them for two weeks now
3: but Uh. he's actually developing hives and sores on his body and he's instead of reducing the excessive grooming he's scratching much much more we've just found these little these
2: sores on him yeah that'd be unlikely to be associated with the anti-anxiety medication at all it's more likely going to be fleas or dust allergy or time of year or the little bit of the rain spell that we had causing Uh, a bit more dermatitis And two weeks, I would expect if there's going to be a reaction, it would be much earlier um, in the course. And they would be a bit slower, but very rare to have actual skin reactions for that um, sort of a a, a tablet. Um, It is um, generally pretty safe. So uh, I'd be getting down to your regular vet and getting um, the skin checked out, skin scraping, sometimes a culture and sensitivity but making sure the flea controls up to date and just checking for any new grasses or any new um, plants in the garden that might be seeding or flowering. Uh, there's often a few of those that wouldn't, in the summer, spring sort of period, will actually cause that skin allergy. Sometimes food, but really in Australia we live in a very allergic country, so it's most likely going to be a a a skin type allergy sort of thing rather than a tablet. But regular vet to see how things are going.
0: Thanks for your call, Graham. Four nine two one six two one six. Marie from Maryland. Now you need some advice, something to prevent flies annoying your dogs. Yeah, that's right.
2: What what sort Uh, of dogs, Marie? uh,
0: They're two huskies. Yep. Uh, They're my son's dogs,
7: actually, and he lives at Cooks Hill. But he was telling me yesterday that he's having terrible trouble now the warmer weather's here with the flies sort of seem to be attacking their ears. Yes. Uh, They were kept outside, but he's now trying to get them inside a little bit so that they don't get annoyed. Uh, he's tried Vaseline, he's tried spraying around them with the guard. he's tried um, a little rubbing a bit of Dettol and disinfectant on their ears, yep. but apparently one of them in particular is getting, you know, is, um, sort of starting to bleed. So I was just oh. wondering if you've had any advice.
2: Yeah, it's a, it is a common problem in summer, it is the flies, once they start biting at the ears, um, that creates blood, then perhaps if there's two dogs they start to lick the other one's ear, makes mm. it worse. <laughs> Um, you need to have environmental management as well mm. as management on the animal. There are some anti um, flea, anti tick products that do have an anti fly claim as well. Mm. So have a look, check to your regular vet to make sure that they can recommend something that will help that, but you do need the environmental management as well. Mm. Especially with huskies, they are, um, they, and malamutes too, just the Samoids, they, they often get very dull in the summer, the heat. Yeah, so just, yeah, mm. not so they, fun time for them. And therefore, no, they're, not, when they're no. not well, they're immune challenged and so they might be producing more wax in their ears. Mm-hmm. So make sure the ear canals are cleaned out once a week and regularly with a, a good ear cleaning product, not something mm-hmm. that's too harsh. Yep. You can get fly repellent ointment. There's nothing perfect. There is another spray you can put on that you actually mm. missed over the dog in mm. the morning and in the evening mm. prior to that bad time, and that's usually um, dawn and dusk. Mm. So the same mm. with us. When we go outside, it's sort of okay until the dusk hits and then you get eaten by the mozzies and, and biting <laughs> flies and things.
7: Mm. The so are ad- these available only at the vets or at a pet
2: I pet would I would bun. check whichever pet um, supply place you've got, or the the mm. regular vet will have some. Mm-hmm. The other thing to check is um, are you near any people with chooks, or are you near a garbage heap, or people that don't throw the garbage out properly, compost mm. heaps, that sort of thing. Make sure they're well managed. Um, so that the compost and the flies are not um, becoming too well acquainted. (laughs) Otherwise, you're having many more flies being produced. Have Mm. a lot of people that are near stock paddocks, so cows, horses, sheep, that Mm. will have fly problems as well. Where there's lots Mm. of manure, you're going to have flies. Yeah. Um, Mm. Or if you have any hoarders nearby, then Mm. that's similar. (laughs) (laughs) I feel for them. We recently
0: had the place, our our home turfed, which brought... Everything, millions of flies, and it's awful. Yeah, you feel for the dogs. Oh, the grass looks great now, but oh my goodness, it's been a nightmare. Yeah, and and
2: that's the other thing too—to keep the grass mown at a Mm. reasonable level. Don't let it get too long because the more the grass, the more the the insects, the more the Mm. flies. So, management on the animal, managing the environment, and as you said, your son's doing, Marie, keeping the dogs inside during that most at-risk time of dawn and dusk.
0: They'll just have okay. to stay inside in the aircon for summer. Yeah, won't they? They, they will. There's will. no yeah. other option.
2: <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> okay, thank you
4: very much, Deirdre.
0: Thanks, Thanks, Marie. Marie. Bye-bye. We're bye. taking your calls 49216216. We're talking Pet Chat. We've got a free line right now. This is Jackson5 and ABC. Hello, we are talking Pet Chat. Now, I believe that we have Samantha on the line from Charlestown. Oh, yes, good afternoon.
2: How can we help you, Samantha?
0: Hi, um,
6: we have a border collie, um, we haven't had him as a puppy, we actually got him at a year and a half old, he was a stud dog, um, from a breeder, and, uh... We took him over from there. We got him de-sexed as well once he come into our care. But where we're having trouble with him is he's very... um, He's come from a very rural property and he wasn't socialised very well as a puppy. So he'd never been in front of traffic or to a beach or around other dogs apart from the other border collies on um, the property. So where we're really struggling with him is um, he's quite reactive to big dogs small dogs we don't have a problem at all Um, and we just really we've done obedience training with him um, and we also do a little bit of agility he's very more responsive to myself than my partner so I've been doing a lot of it but we're just struggling being able to get him out in social situations. We have a uh, like a lead and a collar and he has a whole on that has asked for people to give us distance. Um, but because he's got two blue eyes and his long coat, chocolate and white, every single person kind of bombards us when we're out with him walking, like if we go to Merryweather or somewhere, um, and we just seem to be struggling. It's more just letting people know that he just needs distance um Once kind of a large dog's approach and within a metre of him, he'll kind of lunge at that dog. But it's quite funny because little dogs, he doesn't have a problem at all. And he wasn't even socialised with little dogs from where he come from. So we're just a little bit not knowing how to move forward, I guess. And we don't want to just keep him at home in the backyard or anything. We want him to be social and he loves swimming. And But we're just struggling with that part.
2: The difficulty, Samantha, is, as you said, that he was um, a stud dog for a year and a half, so it means he had testosterone yeah. effect on the brain for that time, uh-huh. was the mm-hmm. top dog on the property, so to speak, and yeah. um, it means that he was de-sexed late, so yeah. he's going to have that, you know, blokes-in-a-pub-on-a-Friday-night sort of attitude to other people.
6: He does. He so, does.
2: So make sure that you keep him at a distance, and, I, and a, by yeah. a distance I mean 10 metres, at least, from yeah. other animals and people. That way he doesn't feel mm-hmm. as though he has to react. Mm-hmm. Inside a meter is way too close. So no,
6: we agree, and we also even try to avoid people, yep. but people yeah. still try to come up to us. Yeah. They're like, oh, my goodness, like, you know, they comment on him and I'm trying to tell them as they're walking to us, he's not, you know, he's not going to like your German shepherd.
4: No, just, and we've
6: had a yeah. few incidences, you know, where people yep. have you know, lovely dogs and their dog's off-leash walking, you know, along the boardwalk in town and I have a panic attack and I just bolt in the other direction because he will, especially male dogs, and if they're in tyre, it's a disaster.
2: And it's just very natural behaviour, so it's very difficult to change. So you need to do it, go at it very slowly and a (laughs) greater distance. So Mm. make sure you stay on on areas where they're not going to have dogs off-lead Put your hand up with a stop and a stop um, sign, if you like. Oh, that's a good idea. Just say, please stop, and then you turn around, you step behind something so that he can't see what's happening and then help him to sort of calm down a bit if he can that's good if not withdraw don't go where angels fear to tread the problem is if you're going too close he's getting more reactive he reacts the other dog reacting to him and the whole Mm -hmm. thing just escalates so yeah yeah, go to areas where there's not as many animals at a different time and it is that people are just not aware that they've got a predator on their on the end of their lead so you've got to be really careful and and don't um push things too far, it's the same as us you know, if we don't like being in crowds then Christmas shopping's not something we should do, we should do it Mm. online So It's so difficult though because it's
6: like he can't no. you know, have the best of everything. Like, it, we can't take him to the beach. It's just a disaster. Or, you know, at the times when we've been there yep. and there's been no one, it's been amazing. And then a bloke yep. comes down with his Malamute that's yeah. entire, yeah. you know, yep. running around. And I'm like, oh, God. And it's, I just it, stay in the water with him. It's just like <laughs> We're parenting. We're
4: in the middle of the ocean together.
6: It's
2: just like parenting. We have to set reasonable boundaries for us and for people around us so um keeping him safe keeping him on lead keeping him at a distance and just making sure he's looking at you not looking at the other animal gradually teaching him with rewards based training to help him to listen to you but be less reactive and each time he reacts he's going to be more dangerous so mm, if he does hard. actually bite someone or bite another animal you're the one that's going to be in trouble so unfortunately stay at a distance but it would be nice if people would be sensible yeah. and not think that their dog has to love everyone
0: Absolutely. We're going to go to Doris now from Swansea. You've got suggestions on how to prevent flies. We had an issue uh, before with the flies really annoying the two huskies.
7: Yeah um, am I online? Am yes. I- Oh, hi. Um, Yeah, I just feel for that poor lady because I um, had two beautiful female boxers. Yes. Now, they're both recently, in the last couple of years, they've both had strokes and died, unfortunately. But Mm. every summer... um,
2: Yeah, love their ears.
7: ...love their ears. Yeah. And I couldn't think... First of all, I tried... um, You can buy sprays like... Permoxin. yeah,
6: yeah
7: but, that's, I can not say, say that it. word. Yeah. <laughs> and the dogs would run from me because of the smell and, that's you right. know. But, you know, I thought, okay, this is okay. And then I discovered Advantix.
2: Yeah, it that's the one that I was mentioning, but I can't say that name on air, um, is something that has that fly and mosquito repellent in it as well. Yeah, well,
7: that... since you can't say it, I thought I
0: would say it. <laughs> um, and so that's been probably... very helpful.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
7: Well, honestly, that, that, I mean, for this poor lady, I fell for it because I hated that my, my dogs were bleeding on the ears and all of this, and Advanix is the only thing that worked to, and it would keep those flies away and honestly. Can,
2: and you can put it on every two weeks um, for a limited yeah. time. Okay. It helps with ticks in that. And I
7: honestly, you know, it was the best solution, not only yes. for not only for the um, for the flies. I also noticed with my little Jack Russell, he used to scratch like a lizard and I thought it was an allergy in the grass and whatever. Yep. All it, it takes in more some sand animals. Sand flies, because here in Swansea we have lots of sand flies as well. oh
2: yes. Biting midges and things like that associated with the, the sea. Yeah, and yeah. even
7: my own vet recommended yep. that I, I stick to the Advantix, yeah. even with my... I've now, I've lost all my dogs, unfortunately, mm. and um, I've yeah. got a little new little baby, Casper. He's a Maltese, and... Even my vet's suggested because where well, I live and yep. you know advantage So, that's if good. another lady's yep. still listening, I just thought that's you a know, good one
2: to try.
0: Yeah, thank Super. you very much, Doris. We we appreciate the feedback. We're going to go to Lynn now from East Gresford. Now you've got a lovely Christmas story that involves some animals.
4: Yes, when I was a teenager, um, the family had a West Highland White Terrier, yep. a Westie, yep. and we used to always have a Christmas gift for her under the Christmas tree.
7: Yep.
4: And um, we'd have it towards the front of the tree and she'd sniff it out. Yep. And she kept guard of it until it was (laughs) Christmas Day. Um,
2: She'd sit next to it under the tree and keep people away? (laughs) Yes.
4: Uh, She wouldn't touch any other present.
2: Just that one? That's lovely.
4: Yes and then one year as well as that christmas present we had another christmas present for her i had i gave her a beautiful soft towel one look at it and she was off she hated baths <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a strong association between water towels soap and and the uh, owner looking a bit suspicious yeah <laughs>
4: So I thought you would
0: appreciate
2: that. That's very good. Thank yeah. you that, for that, that story.
0: That's Fanella in
2: remembrance. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Oh,
0: well, thank you very much. We appreciate the call. That is lovely. Can you believe that's just about all we've got time for? i better have a quick look at the weather. All thanks to our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group, Maitland, New Honda, Subaru, Volkswagen and Isuzu Utes. Well, it's looking fairly sunny here at Callaghan. Have you had rain today where you've been,
2: Dr Uh, Bob? Bucketed down for about five minutes at Cardiff Mm. and and then sort of nothing. Yeah, who knows? I think
0: it's going to stay like that today. We may see some more rain. Yeah, we may get a thunderstorm this afternoon um, but right now it's looking at around 24 degrees for the coast 25 if you're in the valley i believe we've got another pet chat next week it might be our final one i think for it might be year. so
2: um happy christmas to everybody and yeah look after your animals because they look after you really well
0: really good advice dr bob thank you for another brilliant year and of course you will be joining us next year for pet chat
2: that's right thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle